Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. I'm your host, Jimmy. Today we'll be, we will be discussing the history, ecology, and differences between the Rivers of America at Disneyland, the original and clearly the best, and the Rivers of America at Walt Disney World. Joining me as always to discuss is Dan. Hi, I'm, my life is falling apart. Dan is falling apart. And Eric, what is your current life status? I, 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 my stomach was really messed up yesterday, but I'm doing pretty good today, I think. Eric has the tum-tum problems. And Christy. <laughs> Adulting is hard. Adulting is the worst. Speaking of which, back by popular demand, producer Jason's nephew, Asher. I'm a cool kid who is real, just like you. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. we know. Welcome yep. back, Asher. We didn't, you know, he was on here a couple of episodes ago, and I guess he didn't give us the best report back to Jason. So he's kind of observing again. I think, honestly, I think he's, I think he liked it. And I think he came back like on, on his own without Jason telling him to. I just worry that he's purposely giving Jason bad reviews now because we're so cool to hang out with. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. We do kind that of seems. Seems reasonable. So, guys, no more masks outside at Disney World. I know. I saw that Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday was the first day. I believe there was a chat of sorts that I announced that. And then Eric poo-pooed it and said, no, that's not true. Because I talked about it on the sweep spot. And I was right. Ooh. (laughs) Eric? I don't remember that chat. Was there there wild conjecture involved? Oh, okay. Good. I don't know. I just I I threw it out there because I saw it on the many YouTube channels, and then anyway. Long story short, if you're outside and you're not in line, you don't have to wear a mask at Disney World. Wow. Yeah, that's a big step. I mean, Chapek said, Huge. you know, we will be wearing masks through 2021, and that's probably true inside. I don't know how that'll change, but that's a big deal. Being outside in Florida without a mask is a is a hassle. But that mask thing just makes it so much worse. So that's a huge step. Wait, Jimmy, oh, as, yeah. as somebody who I, I really think that we should engage in more clickbait, but that's just me. Okay. There's a reason why I'm only one voice on the show. Um, but you kind of buried the lead. Uh, Bob Chapek is a liar. Why <gasps> is he a liar? Because he said all 2021. Oh, that's right. That's, I mean, no. that's our clickbait headline. Bob <laughs> in Chapek some capacity. Is a liar. I mean, you're still wearing them inside and in line. Mm-hmm. Still, have you read those articles? It would it would work. <laughs> yes, I, I'll I'll put you on that. You're assigned. Um, so anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about was I was in Utah this last week. Right, uh, it was my nephew's wedding, and I've got I've got several nephews, but two of them are brothers, and went to the younger one's wedding. The older one is you know clearly incredibly cool. Uh, he was married a couple years ago. So I'm wearing my Disneyland sh- or Jerky Rooms t-shirt, right? Mm. It's the Star Tours logo, but it says Jerky Rooms. It's a fun shirt from Disneyland.com. And did you did uh, you wear that to the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> to, to the reception. <laughs> there, you there you go. I mean, he's got well, class. He, to be fair, he had one of those like bow ties that you can wrap around yes. your neck. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Tuxedo t-shirt and all that. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're walking around this park and my brother, we have two brothers and one brother came up. He's like, what is that? And I was like, it's, it's, it's star tours. 
like, what's Jerky Room? It's like, it's Star Tours. It's Disneyland. And, you know, what do you think it is? And they're like, uh, Atari. They're like, well, I guess it kind of looks like, but anyway, let me tell you, there's this Disneyland. It's kind of an absurdist thing where they take show posters and then they check out, right? And then my <laughs> other brother comes in later and he's like, what is Jerky Rooms? And I'm like, it's, it's, uh, it's Star Tours. What, what does it look like? And they're like, it looks like Atari. And I said, no, it's Disneyland. It's this whole thing. <laughs> I go in to explain it all. <laughs> and then my nephew, my older nephew and his wife come up and he points at the shirt and goes, Disneyland. <laughs> yes quoted a bunch of quotes i'm like oh my god so either i'm cool or he's cool or both i'm not sure oh it's definitely drink mountain dew (laughs) yes yes i do i do i drink diet mountain dew though asher because i'm getting older and i can't handle the sugar yeah i can't i I can't i'm not allowed to drink it after six o'clock i'm just i might not know karate but i know that's crazy uh, well, you know, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> oh, Asher. Uh, I do have breaking news from the news desk. Oh, doo, doo, boop, 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 boop. Ooh, I like that. I have a noise. Um, Disneyland can expand capacity another 28% on Wednesday. Just on Wednesday? Oh, good. My trip yeah, is getting more Wednesday. and more uh, crowded. Yeah. People filled, yes. <laughs> yeah. Why 28%? So, um, that's that's what I'm a very to random find number. Out. I know. <sighs> The, trying to the Star Tours things. logo looks like the Atari logo. That's what it, it does. Is. Yeah. Oh, it sorry. Does. I was just, oh. It I was, does look like the Atari was, logo. Yeah. So my question is, did did Lucasfilm create the Atari logo? Or well, of course, because every did, idea that George Lucas has ever had is, first of all, perfect. And, and <laughs> but also entirely original. Well, I mean, I, might I guess not my point know is karate, but I know that's crazy. Yeah, thank you, Asher. <laughs> I might not um, my, know karate, no, no, stop but talking, I Asher. <laughs> oh boy, kids. My point loop. is that that the Atari logo was, you know, obviously older than the Star Tours logo, but were, yeah. were Star Tours sort of going after, sort of paying an homage to this retro future thing? I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it if someone was tasked to make the logo, and they were like, "Let's see if he notices." Like let's just make it make it the Atari logo. He's not going to notice. Oh, and then they, I mean, you and know they what brought, it is? Yeah, it's Breck Eisner. He's like all the kids <laughs> like Atari. <laughs> I bet that connection. And and they were just like nobody tell George where it came from, and he's like, oh, that's a great logo. I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> Guys, do you think this sound like Kermit the Frog? He does Hi-ho. a little. <laughs> there we go. Are, are there so many? He doesn't, like, towards- he doesn't like sand, and then he goes and he murders all the children. I mean, younglings. It's not as bad if you say younglings. Hi oh. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Yay! it's coarse and it gets everywhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, do you think Breck Eisner is the Asher of the eighties? <laughs> I think Breck Eisner would would definitely. Yeah he he was he was definitely trolling. Um. You know, just being that that kind of mischievous kid. Uh, I mean, if he had a YouTube page. He'd be very popular. Indeed. I already have about 19 followers on my Ooh. YouTube. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. I think that, I think cool. Asher might be the Breck Eisner of his generation. I'm full of spunk and mischief like a Mark Twain character. Oh, that's oh spoiler uh, warning from Asher. Uh-oh. We're yeah. talking about the Rivers of America today. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, I also want to bring up the fact that we had our last episode that released earlier in May – 
was how to drink around the world at Epcot. We never quite landed there, but we had a lot of fun in the conversation. Uh, and we had one Julie Tremaine on the show. And it was interesting because the day we recorded that episode, there was some scandal and controversy surrounding her. And she specifically asked us not to talk about it because we didn't know what it was. But she's the one that wrote the article about the changes in the Snow White ride. And it sort of blew up mostly, you know, right wing stuff, you know, right. And people who mostly didn't read the article that got outraged because, you know, cancel culture and all that kind of stuff. But if you read the article, it makes a very valid point. It's like if you're taking all this time and writing, you know, inclusivity and and equality and you're kind of rewriting the the, the parks, not the parks, the, the attractions, you know, you're being more socially conscious with Jungle Cruise and Natives being more socially conscious with Splash Mountain and Song of the South and taking away, you know, the rape of the pirates. All these things happened, right? But it doesn't make them necessarily okay or appropriate. So when you're doing all of this stuff and you're making these changes, it's interesting that during all this time that you would change the end of the ride to show non-consensual kissing, right? He presumed she was dead, right? Ultimately, it was a life-saving thing. Yeah, but and in that case, inter- it's just hot. Exactly. <laughs> but it was it's an interesting point, right? And and it, it's valid because it's like, hey, you're doing all this stuff. Why would you make this choice when you're making all these other choices? And that's it. And at the end of the article is like, but as long as you're not trying to learn life lessons from Disneyland, it's a wonderful ending. It's beautiful and it's well done, right? I mean, it was a great, what's wrong with that? It was yeah. it was a great article in general, yeah. <laughs> but but everybody latches on to a few sentences, and that's all you need these days. Right. Um, and, uh, I mean, obviously, Bob Paycheck is lying to us. Well, because he's a liar. Clearly. Yeah, he is a liar. He did lie about the mask thing. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think what's lost in the discussion on all that is that they added that in. And at no point did anybody say they need to, like, blow up Disneyland for it. It was just sort of a, like, hey, let's take a moment, and this is an interesting choice. That's right. it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's in the movie, right? And, yeah. And, and it's certainly in no way is it aggressive or predatory or anything. It's completely innocent. He thought she was dead. She's beautiful. He gives her a kiss. Mm-hmm. I get the point, but I don't understand the controversy. And she in no way in the article was, you know, cancel culture or it was just asking a question like some some people on the right wing media like to ask a lot of questions. They should sure do. Um, it, but it's, you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't want to get into it. The point is, it was an awesome episode. She's a great writer. Highly recommend you read her stuff, including that article, so you understand fully the context of the article. Uh, and, you know, maybe she'll write an article about uh, Supreme mm-hmm. Resort. We'll see. Oh, hey, uh, and you know what? Honestly, whoever suggested that. Honestly, <laughs> we we could use the put some publicity. So sure. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Tucker Carlson, I hope you're listening. They should close the Snow White ride and make it uh interactive sensitivity training for children. Boom. Come at me, Tucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's a little busy. The gauntlet was thrown. It sure was. <laughs> Man. Old Tuck. They, just- should, they should thaw out Walt Disney and force him <laughs> to, uh, I don't know. Uh, that Here's was what the we need to do. training joke. Here's what we need to do. Yeah. We need to come out 
and write a letter or a blog or an article that they need to close Space Mountain and change it because we can't <laughs> all afford to go to space. <laughs> and so it's it's absolutely, you know, preventing people and it makes people feel bad because they can't afford to go to space like Elon Musk and that we need to change that ride and change the name. That's what we need to do. There it is. Great. And then and then government subsidies will let us all go to space. There you go. That'll Absolutely. be the response. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So before we get too far <laughs> down this. A Snow White Enchanted wish you guys weren't such big nerds. Oh, uh, wow. Topical. He, he Snow White Enchanted wishes that yeah. we would stop He's being good. such big nerds. That, that kid is on point. Well, if you're enjoying this and this, uh, you know, mer- I don't know, witty commentary and social commentary, then you should come and meet up with us on July 7th. Mm-hmm. Many of us will be almost this entertaining in person. That's right. <laughs> uh, with more squares. Set the bar lower, Dan. That's right. Just a few more swears. So on July 7th, 2021, the Supreme Resort, most of us will be in Southern California and uh, we're talking to Julie Tremaine and Natalie from Disneyland and several other listeners who are planning to meet up for some kind of meetup, nothing official, nothing formal. But on July 7th, somewhere around the Disneyland Resort, we haven't decided exactly where. Is it at a hotel? Is it at the uh, Uva? Is it? Uh, <laughs> no one know, will Riverwalk. stop doing the hand motions if they're actually listeners. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uva. <laughs> anyway, so. That's the plan. Uh, if you're interested, then, you know, come on down. We'll give you some more details. We'll put it on our Facebook group and we'll talk about it again. Uh, we have one more release, two more, three more releases before that. So we have plenty of lead up. Just wanted to give you all a heads up that July 7th, we will be somewhere around the Disneyland Resort with some fans and friends of the show and past guests. So hopefully you can make it. Right. And if you learned anything from our previous episode, it's that Jimmy and I are so fun to drink with. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just hey, look for the ECVs parked up? outside. Hey. Yes. Hey. Hey. What's up? How's it going, hey. Asher? Just checking I'm cool in. Cool and real. Ooh. Real bored of this crap. All right. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> I want to tell you before we get into the meat of the show. Actually, we have a mailbag, but before we do that, I want to tell <laughs> you that I had such a wonderful time vacation planning. My first vacation planning for concierge. Um, and I got to tell you, these people are pretty incredible. And I, I would listen to Mike is the the head honcho. He's the head head ear. And we had a call with uh, a, a friendly person from Central California yesterday. Her trip's not till fall of 22. What's your name? And I, I'm not going to say. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Look did. at that. You know he almost did. Well, I can say her name is Emily, but that's all I know. Well, anyway, so nice. she learned about concierge from uh, the DL Weekly, which is a different podcast on a different network, so bleep it out. Um, but that's how she heard <laughs> about concierge. But it was, <laughs> it was interesting because she knew so much about Disney World, and she knew exactly what hotel she wanted to stay at, and she knew kind of exactly like she was there last year in 2019, and she knew where to stay and what to do and knew about the gondolas. And it, it was it was fascinating because I'm like, why are you calling us? You seem to know all about it. But but what's great about it is just the level of understanding and knowledge and detail and, and commitment to just taking care of everything. She knows what she needs to do. But but what she asked is like, well, you know, I'm going to book this stuff now. Like what happens if six months from now, Disney comes out and says, 
well, we, you get 30% off these rooms and whatever. And it's just one of those things that concierge automatically goes back and checks what you booked and they will rebook with the new price to save you money. And then when you're there, it's like booking reservations. I was, I was planned a trip for some people that went a couple of weeks ago and he sent me a text said, Hey, can you get us a dining reservation at this place? And so, you know, I went on and I found a reservation or, or I went to the other concierge in the group in a group chat. I'm like, how do I do this? Or can we do that? And all these ideas. And we were able to get him a reservation for a restaurant that he wanted at the last minute. So, nice. and Jimmy, speaking of that, um, I have booked my hotel for my trip in June mm-hmm. and I also bought my ticket because that's true. And that's how you should do it through concierge. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a terrible person. Okay. Um, but no, I did book my uh, hotel through concierge. It was very nice. And I basically told them like, Hey, uh, kind of gave me a little bit of a taste of the newbie treatment, but like, we don't have to pretend. Um, and I got a, uh, an email like last week from my concierge saying, Hey, you were talking about blue Bayou and I know you like theming things cause she's listens to the show. So, <laughs> um, but, and she said, yeah, they're opening up uh, reservations for blue Bayou uh, today, actually, as we're recording this. And I said, hey, you know, anything you can get, these are my preferred places. Um, I'm not expecting anything. And then I completely forgot about it because uh, that's my life. And oh, then <laughs> this morning, this morning, I got a uh, message on my phone saying, hey, you just got a reservation for Blue Bayou. And oh, it's like awesome. exactly the ideal time that I wanted. And uh Yeah. And I, I've been telling people all day, and they're just like, "What's that?" But still, that's like, that's good, good for you. <laughs> yeah, Is that the Atari like, logo. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, right. but like what? By who? No, and, and you're 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 lucky because it, those. Well, Jimmy Jimmy knows he's on the same chat I'm on, where it it was not easy getting those no. reservations. Right. No, she, and she said, yeah, I, I, I was on hold for like over an hour and I'm like, Oh my word. I would not have done that. I would have just <laughs> That's said, point. Yeah, I would, I would, would have just said, uh, Supreme it. I'm going to go get chowder in a damn bread bowl. You know, <laughs> you, you can say damn. It's fine. Um, I think that's what's so important not bread, about concierge though. and for people to know is that it literally is one stop shopping. I mean, I can call, Mike or any of the concierge and I could say, Hey, me and the hubby want to go to Disneyland two months from now and find us the best deal. We want to do this, 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 and this. And literally we get an email back. It's done. Yeah. It's great. And and that girl who helped you plan, she's not getting paid a penny for any of it. <laughs> and, but it's just kind of what, what, they're about what what concierge is all about so don't give up our awesome business model (laughs) just the the point is that that that's the level of commitment and we were on the same chat all day today and like oh i've been trying i've been hold i've been on hold i tried it took five minutes just to get on the website i looked at 20 different days and it's it's a lot and and they're really dedicated and committed and so listener even if you're a pro even if you're like dan just like i'm just going to book a trip to disneyland um, they'll help you and you'll get a dedicated person to help and just send them a text. You don't have to be on hold and you don't have to search for it. They'll do it for you. No guarantee you're going to get it, but it, it's just, you've got a personal concierge and it doesn't cost you anything. So right. concierge.com, A56 IR ears. 
All right, it's time. I don't know, Eric, if you have the music queued up, but it's time for Dan's Mailbag of Mail. Hey, the, the things I say are happening now for the mailbag that is full, chock full of mail, so much mail. Uh, here's a question from Devin Sandy. Uh, with the news that blew by you, a uh, restaurant will now be serving alcohol in Disneyland. Do you think they will introduce alcohol in other restaurants in the park? And will we ever see carry around alcohol in the Disneyland? I think you've got it in Star Wars land. And mm-hmm. you they have alcoholic blue and green milk, correct? Or is that just Disney World? That's still just, just Disney, Disney World. World. Okay, so you can't walk around. You can have it in Ogas and that's it. You can have it in Blue Bayou, that's it. I don't believe you will have walk-around booze at Disneyland because you can have it at, down, at California Adventure and Downtown Disney. I just think they're going to hold out because of Walt. Um, but I do also believe they will probably introduce it in other sit-down restaurants. I agree. Oh, yeah. Walt Disney World did the did the exact same thing. They kind of snuck in with Be Our Guest and yeah. wine there. And uh, then Skipper Canteen opened and they had it there. And uh, now uh, several restaurants in the park have have alcohol and it's 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 fine. No one's uh, no one's running around uh, belligerently uh, clubbing the ducks in the pond much <laughs> Like you would expect at uh, the Griffith Park Observatory. Naturally, um, yeah. That, yeah that Disneyland that, was born. Mm, yeah. Right, that horrible place. But, uh, but yeah, everybody's been, uh, everybody's been real cool about it, and Walt's ghost hasn't reprimanded us yet. Yeah, the only people I, belligerent are those who ask to keep their masks on. Right. <laughs> I, I think, uh, I don't think it's right around the corner, but I think it's probably going to happen. And I think that Tropical Hideaway is going to be the way we get there because it's going to turn Ooh. into Tropical tiki drink. Drinks, Tiki Drinks. But you can't and, leave with it. You have to finish there. Well, that's the thing is they're going to say you can't leave with it. But those things are chock full of booze. So and they, they it's such a small space that they need a, a, the turnaround to be bigger. So right. it's gonna, I think it's going to turn into just a functional functional issue where they're just like, okay, fine, you can walk around with your booze, but they might, ex- and then they might say like, well, just an adventure land or something. But that's gonna well, be- I think what it'll be is no, you can't walk around with it, but here's a plastic cup, right? Yeah, well, but that's the same thing, right? Well, they're not so, saying yeah, you so can. It's Bourbon but- Street now? Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon Street. Oh my gosh. I went I went to Bourbon Street one time. So just quick sidebar. Um in New Orleans. <laughs> I think it was around Mardi Gras. It wasn't during Mardi Gras. But I went into a bar and it was three for one drinks. Holy crap. And I was like, I'm tired. I just want one. They're like, I'm sorry. Like, I have to give you three. <laughs> and I have to watch you drink all of them. <laughs> uh and he wasn't kidding. Yep. Well. Wow. Those sorts of shenanigans don't happen at uh, Bourbon Street in uh, the in South Chicago, where mm. everybody can walk into a large warehouse with multiple themed rooms. Um, they're all dark, and uh, there is drinking there, and it's called Bourbon Street because because um, that's the thing you can call a place that sells alcohol. Yeah. Okay. All right. And everybody goes there after the Irish parade every year. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Irish parade in Chicago. What should we call it? The hold. <laughs> should wow. we call it? I don't know. It's called Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah. People drink. I might that, add right? a longer pause in post 
Yeah, please do. Please do. Because that was riveting. That's pretty great. <laughs> that helps everybody. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else in the mailbag of mail? Do you want more? I have I have some. One uh, more, and then we got to okay. get to it. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, sorry. I'm falling apart. Uh, question. Is still falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag falling apart. All right, I haven't previewed this one, but let's see. A uh, question from Rufus, who's a new fan of the show. I read that there are time capsules buried in Disneyland at Sleeping Beauty's castle. And actually, it's a time castle, Rufus. Yeah, I was going to say. I think right. I lost a point for that. Yeah, sure did. And on Buena, Buena Vista Suite. <laughs> Hi. Calling oh, you're arguing in this episode? Oh, boy. I, I'm. Uh, What's the net Manby guy? Jake Joel. Joel Manby. I'm Joel Man. Hi, I'm Joel Manby for the rest of the show. Uh, at Sleeping Beauty's Castle and on Buena Vista Street in DCA, which were buried in 1995 and 2012, respectively. What items for those from those eras are you most hoping to see when they are opened in 2035 and 2037? Hmm. I'm Hops. looking forward to a can of mmm hops. Ooh. <laughs> Tastefully aged underneath the street. Oh. Oh. oh wow! What happened in 2012? I don't. I think that was when Hanson had their beer out. It sounds about it's right. A callback to last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think at Disneyland, I'm most excited about magazine covers and DVDs. Mm, yeah. Or or yeah. VHS, whatever the case may be. Um, it's interesting how our technology advances so quickly. And like you watch a show from the mid nineties and it may as well be in black and white, you know, comparatively with, with clarity right. and, you know, 1080p and all that kind of stuff. It's really, cause at the time it didn't feel weird. It just felt like, you know, normal color television, but now it's just like, and I think the same is true for like magazine covers. They just, they age so poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Pogs, uh, a Walkman, <laughs> um, Crystal Pepsi's before that. Oh, here's the thing. I know Crystal Pepsi was before significantly, but I hope there's a can of Crystal Pepsi. It yeah. was that culturally significant. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Um, box, some gaming box. system, right? Some gaming system that's like yeah. the size of a house. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I hope he's in there. Sure. <laughs> the Rachel. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I was going to say pins too, because you know, the minute those pins are pulled out of those things, there's going to be like a mad dash to figure out. Who to eBay. Them. Yep. <laughs> I uh, must have them. They're rare. Paycheck will put them on eBay himself. I hope right? uh, YouTube right. being relevant is in there. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, wow. Oh, Beanie Babies. That's Oh, one. Yeah. I there's probably a, what if it's there. all beanie babies? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's just all the gray hippo. The yes, you know because that was pretty rare. Oh, pretty rare. Tamagotchi! I want a Tamagotchi. Oh, oh yeah, Tamagotchis, Yes. Oh my. Yes, gosh. for sure. Um, yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. What? And uh, I I think it's time to close up the old mailbag. Oh, that's mail. Zip, zip it up. There it goes. Throw it in the river of America. Yeah. <laughs> in our in our quest to finally do Frontierland, we have we've only done one land compare two land comparisons so far, the main streets and the squares, New Orleans v uh Liberty. 
Uh, we're going to do Frontierland this summer, but in order to do that, we need to cover everything in Frontierland. And so today's episode is The Rivers of America, Disneyland versus Magic Kingdom. Now, I will be arguing for Disneyland. It came first, so I will go first. Dan will be arguing for Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Eric will be our bailiff, keeping us on track. And Christy will be our judge. Woohoo! So, if Disneyland gets a point, you will hear this sound. Which is not only the name of a person, formerly Samuel Clemens, but is also a depth marker, which is where he got the idea. And if Disney World gets a point, you will hear this sound. I want to be a laughing alligator. I want to be a smiling crocodile. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and explain. Well, one of my many arguments, <laughs> and there are so many, um, <laughs> <laughs> is that oh, part of what makes the, the the Magic Kingdom Rivers of America interesting and exciting is the possibility of of alligators. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, this no. is a very real possibility. Yes. It, it, uh. it, yeah. Yeah. And then so I was thinking, do I want to go down that road? And I thought, eh, let's see. But then I thought, what about that alligator from Splash Mountain? And I was, I was like, there's no way that someone isolated that. And sure enough, you can find a 30 minute loop of that. No way. This, yeah. The Splash just Mountain the Alligator? Al- just the Splash Mountain Alligator. Wow. <laughs> on YouTube. I mean, um, you could, uh, you, you purchase it like I did. Um, yes, that's right. Of course. I'm telling yeah. Jason on you. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, um, report if you denied. ever, if you ever want to question your sanity after about 17 minutes, um, try watching that. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, uh-huh. And of course, Mark Twain is the riverboat on the rivers of America in Disneyland, which is that audio that you'll hear many, many times over the course of the next uh, hour ish. Sure. Or less. <laughs> um, all right. I want to get into the history of the rivers of America. I have. I want to talk about the ecology and I and the upkeep and maintenance and things that I've always been fascinated by, and I want to share it with you. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the history of the rivers of America, which of course opened on opening day in 1955 on July 17th. However, the Mark Twain Riverboat, which is still in operation, had its debut on July 13th of 1955. It was the first operating attraction at Disneyland because Walt and Lillian, who moved on far too quickly after he died, um, <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> celebrated their takes. wedding anniversary on July 13th on the Mark Twain Riverboat. However, the island that the river surrounds was left almost completely bare. We talked about that in the islands episode. Check that out. The Mike Fink keelboats opened in December of that year, which was, of course, based on the popular character of the same name and said boats from the Davy Crockett TV series, which was a huge deal. And uh, there's a Jim Hill Media podcast about that. And it's fascinating. The Davy Crockett phenomenon was uh, incredible. In 1956, the river saw the opening of the Indian War Canoes, which is now, of course, Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes. Cancel culture. As well as the Tom Sawyer <laughs> Island area on this center island, newly accessible by raft in 1956. The sailing ship Columbia was introduced in 1958, 
The nighttime show Fantasmic began showing on the river on May 13th of 1992. And of course, the Mike Field keelboats were closed in 1997. And what I'm going to talk about mostly today, the fun facts and interesting things are going to be the current version of the river, which opened in July of 2017. Uh, Whereas in September of 2015, Disneyland Resort announced that the Rivers of America and its attractions would temporarily close starting January 11th, 2016 to prepare for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. An official Disneyland Twitter account confirmed that the Rivers of America would have a new route when it reopened from construction. The Rivers of America and its attractions reopened in July of 2017. That is the brief history, and I have a lot more on the Rivers of America at Disneyland. Daniel, go ahead. Okay. Um, this River of America, someone call them Rivers of America, was built uh, in Disney World, we're gonna talk which about is why. where we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> and it, it was built before the park opened because you would need to do that to have it open when the park opens. Hmm. Uh, there's the possibility of gators. Um, <laughs> it is um, It is also a river of America. And it also has attractions. Um, and... Um, it's wet. No, um, let's see. It's bigger, has more. Uh, uh, look, I did some looking into this. I don't have a lot. <laughs> there's, there's not a lot to this thing. But I think where I'm going to end up having to find some points is like, I think the simplicity of it is, is, is good and sweet and fits. With the time, I'm grasping at straws here. It's nice. It's pretty. It's, uh, I think, I think there's more space, which is nice. And, um, I don't know, Jimmy, just let's just shower praise on the other one. <laughs> I like, here, here's what I like about the Rivers of America at Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Um, I, I really like being able to see the, the, the bridge, the, the barrel bridge. I like to mm-hmm. be able to see that from the other side. I like the, the view coming around the bend right at, Around the, the what, what bend? What kind of the bend? bend? Jimmy, Just thank you. Bend. Thank you. You can see the Haunted Mansion. You can see the castle. You can see the sort of the, the kinetic energy of right. Frontierland and Liberty Square. I love that image. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so, yeah, there's honestly, there's not a ton. It's kind of one of those like the, the Magic Kingdom has one, too, kind of situa- situations. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much of a back and forth we can have here, but um, I think one of the honestly really nice things about it, I, I was thinking about this as I was, you know, watching my life fall apart as we're talking about. Um, and I think that what's interesting here is that this is a place where we can say, well, Walt touched one, but this one, the other one is bigger and benefits more from the size. And it, I think in this case, it completely neutralizes both, both of those things um, because mm. the more space that they have gives you that back area of the river as you're riding yeah. the, 
the the steamboat the I, the words are failing me right now thank you i'm on a podcast um <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's kind of it looks overgrown and because it's longer and it, it has more of a sense of like a journey where like mm-hmm. at disneyland it's very much like well here i am i'm going around the island and oh here there's that thing that i saw earlier and here's that other thing and here we oh we're coming back to the dock i can feel it because i'm going around this thing where more space means you actually feel like you're going somewhere for a time. Yeah, that's a reasonable argument. Uh, I don't know. Christy, what do you think? Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give Jimmy 10 points because Walt touched it. I mean, I was reading over the weekend about Rivers of America and how and important it, it was to Walt. <laughs> and he probably he peed in it, of course. But I really liked what Dan said, so I'm going to give him two points because I think you're right. I think being on the riverboat in Disney in Magic Kingdom, it gives you like a little bit of a getaway and you do see some things that you can't see just walking around. So there you mm-hmm. go. Gotta give me some time to put those sounds in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Play them back so, to back. We're powering so did, through. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Asher, did, do you think Walt Disney peed in the river? <laughs> He doesn't know. There's no way he knows who Walt Disney is, right? That's a good point. Yeah. He's the Breck Eisner of our time. (laughs) Why don't I have that? I don't know. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, in that case, I think, and I'm sure we'll have a little back and forth, but but there's a lot of, to your point, Disneyland being smaller, it's amazing how much activity there is and how many things there are to do on and around the river. But one of the things I found most fascinating was the ecology of the river. You know, it's it's the rivers of America, of course, is home to a lot of natural wildlife that was not intentionally put by Disney. Like there are ducks from local parks and nature preserves and wetlands. They've brought many freshwater living creatures via their eggs getting stuck on the bottom of their feet and dislodging during landing in the river, that kind of thing. Currently, the river has many aquatic inhabitants, some of them being freshwater carp. There are koi fish. Occasionally, you have freshwater salmon, catfish, red-eared slider turtles. This is all at Disneyland's Cal- uh, uh, Rivers of America. But since the Rivers of America... 18 points for animals, Noah's Ark. 18 points. <laughs> 18. Mark but since the Rivers of America is not filtered or chlorinated in any way, Disney has placed mosquito fish... In the waterways, which also connect to the Jungle Cruise, the Adventureland Frontierland Castle Moat, Big Thunder Pond, Storybook Land Canal, and the Fantasyland Pond, which we talked about in a previous episode, which formerly hosted the Fantasyland Motorboat Cruise, all to battle mosquito larvae from growing. A wildlife food drain, or food food chain, sorry, my memory. Food drain, well. My memory words. Uh, A wildlife food chain had set itself up in the rivers. The mosquito fish ate algae and insect larvae. They then are then preyed upon by other river fish and turtles. And then dead fish are eaten by catfish. And the food chain continues. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And I I realize how a listener of this show might listen to this and go like, yeah, Dan's just throwing in the towel for this thing. Because he's he's a Disneyland fanboy. I hope that I've proven that that is not necessarily. I mean, it's true, but I wouldn't throw something for that. But yeah, I don't what, think it's coming across that way. Right, right. And but like, um, 
what I find fascinating about that is that, yeah, you have all that at Disney World, but it's built on a damn swamp. So, like, right. there's already wildlife there. It just makes sense. The wildlife wants to make it in. This is in the middle of Anaheim. Right. And so it's like, this was, this is an, yeah, there's some unintentionality to it there, but it's also like, it was created. Right. Well, yeah. It's just like having the actual ecology of the jungle cruise be classified as a true jungle in Anaheim. Right. It, jungles don't right. belong in Anaheim, but it meets the definition of a jungle by wild. There's growth. There's things that they didn't plant that are there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Walt Disney be- definitely peed in the rivers of America. Oh, sure did. Yeah, sure. yeah. Good point. Well, we and it had t-shirt. to be cared for and it had to be taken care of. I mean, it, they literally had to make sure that those animals, that they created an environment where those animals wanted to stay. So awesome. Right. Plus people feed them. Um, <clears throat> so the other thing that I was really interested in uh, was, was sort of the maintenance, the upkeep of the river. Right. Cause everybody knows the story of, you know, the first time they pour, which I'll get into in a minute, but like they, they drain it every once in a while and what are they doing and, and that kind of thing. So, so as we talked about, all the waterways at Disneyland are interconnected so that they go through a natural process of filtration and destagnation, like a lake or a pond, right? But by connecting the waterways, the rivers and moats could act as a single body of water and prevent fouling like an abandoned swimming pool. To this day, all the dark green waters of Disneyland are connected via underground connecting tubes, which we talked about in the Jungle Cruise episode, mm-hmm. also allowing for aquatic life to pass through it. So it's just this one kind of continuous waterway that can swim throughout the whole park. So when Rivers of America opened, the water was brown due to the soil and mostly natural clay that kept the water from sinking. The first fill the river day, you know, failed as the water was absorbed by the Sandy Anaheim substrate, right? <laughs> I we love all that, that story. story. I love that. <laughs> when the rivers and moats were eventually embanked with by concrete, they didn't want the water to be clear or it would reveal pipes, guidance tracks, and other hidden functions. So today, the rivers are dyed green with chalk. Uh, since I'm sorry, Jimmy. Um, just looking out for the listener that doesn't know all the little details could we go over that story a little bit? Um, yeah. It, so they they dug the they dug the river and they was just Anaheim sand and they <laughs> filled it with water and the next day it wasn't with water anymore. Right, because that's what you do if you want. I mean, if you're making if you're new to this whole thing, of course you're gonna think like, well, I just dig a dig a ditch and I fill it with water and toot toot goes the riverboat. But, <laughs> that's right. but then well, you know. Really- uh, this really does speak to the the odd tenacity of the Imagineers. Everybody makes a big deal about how how amazing they are and all of the the feats of engineering they've done, but they were really making it up as they went along. Yeah. Oh, and it's that's like what that. that's part of what's so fantastic about it is it's like these mistakes happen, and it's like um, so that makes sense now that it's happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, all of it kind of is encapsulated by that story, whether it's true or not, that story of the wall on Main Street. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. And the story is that, that that's where Walt's frozen head is, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and far, it, Anaheim was farmland. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was supposed to, that's why it grew stuff, because the water falls down, the water drains in, it grows the trees. So um, 10 points for Imagineers for not giving up on the river oh. day one. Thank you, Imagineers. 
imagine like a flag behind me, but also you have uh, to imagine that this uh, is a visual medium. And then, yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, the the rivers all died green, green chalk, and that all originates in Schweitzer Falls in Jungle Cruise. That's where the the green comes from, and then it just circulates around. But since the chalk doesn't settle, it doesn't bother the wildlife. Also included since opening day, there is a dry dock area for refurbishments in the rivers of America. Uh, the river of America and the waterways of Disneyland remain at level even during hot summer when water evaporates, mostly because um, most remaining original park gutters drain into the waterways. So on rainy days, the gutters of the parks that are still connected to the rivers of America allow for the river to rise to its normal level. Overtopping of concrete embankments happens frequently, but has never posed a major issue. Originally, the rivers of America required draining every five years in order to clean up sunken debris, scrub algae forests away, and maintain upkeep of the Mark Twain and Columbia sailing ship guidance track. In January 2010, when the river was drained after seven years of continual operation, items found in the river were numbered in hundreds of cell phones, pagers, walkie-talkies, a computer tower, a prosthetic leg, and half of a Davy Crockett Explorer canoe. (laughs) Yeah. To prevent the Jungle Cruise and other waters from draining as well, the underground tubes were plugged with air bladders. We talked about that on the last on the, uh, the Jungle Cruise episode. Uh, any fish and wildlife found in the river were placed alive back into the remaining waters of the park. This is cool. Any koi fish found were donated along with the koi once kept at the Disneyland Hotel to the Huntington Library. Oh. Yeah. When the rivers that of America so were cool. refilled, the wildlife migrated back into the river. And they with, took the koi back. They took, <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Hi. They went over there with a Home Depot bucket <laughs> and they got their fish. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's Eisner again. <laughs> when the rivers of America were refilled, the wildlife migrated back into the river with most with with its most recent refurbishment and the addition of a specialized pumping and cleaning system that would not disrupt the aquatic life, the rivers of America would not need to be drained for another 20 years. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of the the general rivers of America. I've got a bunch of really interesting facts and stuff. But before I get into it, you used to be able to buy mint juleps on the Mark Twain. Oh, yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, remember that? that? I remember that. Well, and um, technically, you, you do were we remember moving. that? I mean, I remember conceptually. I mean, no alcohol, obviously, but you right, used to, right, be able right. to buy juleps yeah. on the Mark Twain. There was a little counter. I think I, think I do remember that. Uh, we have to have done because I I remember visually seeing a counter that you could purchase things on. Hmm. Huh. How and much could know? they charge for a mint julep on the Mark Twain today? Oh my oh, gosh! Oh my god! Dollars, no yeah, alcohol, easily. fifteen bucks. easily. Yep. Yeah, Which, like the hundred dollar sandwich. I don't care what people say about the mint julep. I know they're garbage. I love them. Yep. I do too. 
Um, let me see. Let's see what I got. Uh, gators, possible gators. Um, <laughs> gators and possible gators. <laughs> hey, before, before Dan starts, I have an announcement. Yeah. Yes. I'd like to give um, 20 points to Disneyland for not having to drain that thing for 20 years and letting that, you know, that ecology just remain for 20 years and not having to do it. So good on them. 20 points. Okay. okay. I'm seeing an angle here. Huh. Could I possibly get some points for the Rivers of America at the Magic Kingdom basically not changing for over 20 years? There you go. 20 <laughs> points. No changes for 20 years. Yeah, it wasn't cancel culture. Um, so uh, Joe Fowler uh, was involved, of course. Um he uh, the first team about it was known as... Oh, yeah, yeah. Admiral Joe, Joe Fowler was the first... Um, the name of the first riverboat and that's right. And it's now a ferry, um, getting people to and from the transportation and ticket center. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I knew that. I, yeah, it was was on a previous episode. Of course you remember. (laughs) Right. I, I I studied all of these things. Um, uh, so let's see the Liberty bell. Let's see. Walt Disney paid for it out of his own pocket. I don't know how, how accurate that is. But it's out there. People are saying it. I think he was probably not alive. <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's Everyone's talking about, about it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it really is a uh, Florida has one, two situation. Uh, Rivers of, of America in Florida was constructed by Buena Vista Construction Company through. Um, that was that was a, a made up company that they like to do in Florida with Disney. Um Part of the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, possibility. I'm back to Gators. <laughs> Did you know which is longer, the Columbia sailing ship or the Mark Twain? I am so glad that's Ooh. where you went with that. Ooh. I th- okay. Uh, I'm going to say I, I, my initial guess is the Columbia, but because of that, I'm going to say it's Mark Twain. The Columbia is 110 feet long. The Mark Twain is 105 feet long. Oh, you tricks. And the Mark Twain steel mm. frame was built in Long Beach, and the wood was built at the studios, and they were assembled at Disneyland. Hmm. And, of course, I there do, are Oops, I do want to canoes. give five points to the Liberty Bell because sizes and everything. No, but Liberty no, Bell was not part I of wanna, No, no, no. Let me have it. Let me have it. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> the other thing quit. to Dan's to Dan's point earlier that um, that Disney World is bigger, but there's more to do on the rivers of America at Disneyland. You've got Mark Twain, Columbia when it runs. You've got the canoes. You've got the Tom Sawyer rafts. You've got Fantasmic. I mean, there's just there's a lot to do in that small little area. Are, are we? Are we? Uh, I'm, I'm bailiffing now. Are we moving on to another topic here? Or are we? No, nope. Dan. Nope. I told nope. you I was going to stretch this out. Um, <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Some might argue that there's too much activity on the river at Disneyland. <laughs> there it is. Now, and, I think we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here if you're going to argue a point that hasn't been made yet. <laughs> oh, I'm arguing it right now. Uh, why is there this so is much awesome. activity on the Disneyland rivers? I'm just asking questions. It's okay for us <laughs> to just ask questions. I mean... Are they tempting death? Are they being reckless and irresponsible? 
Do they think that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I love all the <laughs> river traffic. I like the canoes. I can like can object, you canoe. Can, can we? <laughs> I miss the Mike Fink thing. Okay, honestly, if you if you were part of the Mike Fink accident and you fell into the water and you weren't hurt, would you be happy about it or not? I would. I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a mess. Um, okay. <laughs> so if I, I have- give you a point, can we go back to the other point? Yes. Okay. One yeah, point I can, for Dan. I can be bought points. here. Sweet. All right, Dan's up to twenty-eight. Awesome. Um, oh, okay. Are we? What's what's up next? So Activities on the river. Uh, yeah. Boats well, on so the what river? I'm going to talk about. I, I have twelve interesting sort of facts about the rivers of America at Disneyland. Maybe a little gratuitous, but this is interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to the listener. Wait a minute, Jimmy. You being gratuitous with interesting facts. I don't believe you. Well, I mean, it's oh, <laughs> how long is this song? Okay, there's a new bridge that pays homage to the Golden Spike. The Golden Spike, of course, is in Utah. It is where the railroads of the East and the West came together and connected our country for the first time. Disneyland recently finished refurbishments on the Rivers of America to, in preparation for the opening of Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. There's a new bridge over the river, and theming was included in this renovation. When riding on the Disneyland Railroad, look close for a plaque on the bridge. The plaque pays homage to the day the Golden Spike was driven down, bringing together the nation. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Is that... A, I, I gotta be fair here. Is that a Disneyland Railroad argument or a Rivers of America argument? It's... A bridge over the rivers of America? And what goes over that bridge? <laughs> Why is that bridge there? What kind of train? This is the most boringest episode ever. You guys okay. are nervous. Thank you, Asher. It's true. Um, okay. So also, Rivers of America and Disneyland showcases different rivers. This is another thing that major rivers from all four corners of the country are represented at the Rivers of America. The plant life, soil and wildlife of each geographic region change to represent the different parts of the country. Look for different foliage and try to guess which, which river is being represented. Is it the Mississippi River, the Columbia River, the Potomac, or the Rio Grande? Four and of points course, the for rivers. And, and and if you if you can't name the river, you're in denial. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke, but it, one point. it's a fun story. Those major rivers, they poured water into the rivers of America, not unlike they did at Small World, where Walt they Disney poured in. It. And Walt Disney's water from his river, the Yellow River. <laughs> wow. Oh my. <laughs> There are, um, but yeah, that's a cool story. They poured different waters from different rivers like they did with Small World in the Seven Seas or whatever, right? Um, so past attractions. Disney Imagineers always leave a small part of earlier attractions to remember bygone attractions. We've talked about this quite a bit. Look close for remnants on the riverbanks, including the mine train through nature's wonderland. A tunnel and track can still be found on the banks of rivers of America and Disneyland, other references can also be found on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Mike Fink Keelboats. Once a flat boat attraction, a replica boat and cabin with Mike Fink's name can still be found. 
the Indian Village. Originally, Disneyland featured native dancers and drummers in this scene along the Disneyland Railroad. The scene has now been moved and features animatronics with a focus on the shaman. Look closely to the figure uh, and to figure out the story the shaman is sharing with the children of the tribe. Mm. And as previously alluded to, Mark Twain is not who or what you think. Prior to Samuel Clemens taking on the name to identify himself as an author, the term Mark Twain was actually a steamboat term. It meant that the river was two fathoms or 12 feet deep. A deckhand would shout, Mark Twain! Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Rivers of America and Magic Kingdom, two fathoms deep. <laughs> Mark Twain! Uh, that's two points for... For each Disney, fathom? For One Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I want to be a laughing alligator. Yeah. I want to be a smiling crocodile. Uh, so the captain would know the water was deep enough and the boat could move Full steam ahead. I just want to address one thing about that clip that I didn't really point out. <laughs> he identifies himself as both an alligator and a crocodile. It's true. He's, I noticed yes. that too. And I wanted yeah. to say they're two distinctly different animals. Correct. Cancel culture, that guy. <laughs> He's not. just saying he wants to be. I mean, right. I mean I what if he be. identifies as a crocodile? Tucker Carlson, if you're still listening, I think <laughs> oh, that they no. should close down... Splash Mountain, not for the obvious reason. No, not for that reason. But because this ignorant crocodile, alligator, crocodile, yes, is misinforming the youth of America. Thank you. Now, this may be true in both parks. I don't know. But on occasion, cast members will arrange for guests to visit the wheelhouse to pilot the Mark Twain riverboat. Ring the bell and pull the steam whistle while you sail around the rivers of America at Disneyland. The Mark Twain River was actually the first attraction. We talked about this before. First attraction used at Disneyland as Walt and Lillian celebrated their 30-year anniversary on July 13th, 1955, just four days before the park opened. Mm-hmm. Did, wait, was that... Did he, is that when he got her the lovely gift of uh, the tree stump? The tree stump. tree. No, that was later. <laughs> they were driving through like Colorado or something and he, he got a tree stump and gave it to her. I, uh, so next next biogra- bi- biopic that they make about Walt Disney, they need mm-hmm. to include that scene. So totally. we're just like, look, honey. <laughs> She was petrified tree stump. I'm starting to realize why she moved on so fast. <laughs> wow. Or maybe she um, was, what if she was way into it? She's just like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> but isn't that the definition of like Homer buying Marge a bowling ball with his name on it? <laughs> yes. Here, here, honey, I bought you this thing for my theme park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I do want to give um, three points, one for each decade that they we're celebrating their anniversary on wow. and one for the tree stump because that's funny. <laughs> I hope somebody else is doing the math. I, I'm doing I, it. I'm winning. Okay, good. I'm winning. Don't worry. <laughs> so another thing is the, 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 the kind of the track, right? We all know there's a guide track and the, the Columbia and Mark Twain share the same guide track. So the sailing ship Columbia is actually a replica of a ship that once sailed around the globe and discovered the Columbia River. You can jump on deck for a history lesson in yeah, sailing or embrace your inner pirate. Instead. Don't bother. It's a dumb ride. I- 
I, I mean, it does tell the story of the Columbia sailing around the seven seas. I guess. Um, young sailors especially love exploring the can- cannons and sails. Ask a cast member if the boat runs on tracks, and you'll usually be greeted with a fun answer like, I have seen dog tracks, cow tracks, even elephant tracks, but I have never seen boat tracks. (laughs) (laughs) You can meet chief waves a lot. (laughs) The Native American chief welcomes guests to a native lands on the banks of the rivers of America in Disneyland. Wait, wait, wait. Is that really his name? Yeah, hold on. Previously unnamed, the chief is now known as chief Uh waves a lot. And promises when, safe travels. When when did they make this awful change? I I think it's just what the cast members call them. I don't think it's a real thing. Oh my god! Look close for all kinds of details, including a medicine man that is a high tech animatronic, similar to the auctioneer of Pirates of the Caribbean and Great Mister Lincoln, etc. Chief waves a lot. <laughs> I got to give a point okay. for waves a lot. Come on, waves a Come lot. Come on, waves a lot. And Dan alluded to this earlier, but Joe Fowler, who a former Navy admiral, was responsible for the excavation and creation of Rivers of America in Disneyland. Cast members still tell the stories of early issues with keeping water in the river and how mm-hmm. Fowler fixed it. Today, the Fish and Chowder House, I think it's still the Fish and Chowder House, across from the Haunted Mansion are called Fowler's Harbor in this mm-hmm. in his honor. Oh, hey, uh, Admiral Joe, here's here's a fun fact. A gentleman named Admiral Joe Fowler oversaw construction at the Disney World Magic Kingdom, Rivers of America. Um, And you might find alligators. And you might find alligators. Uh, Would you like me to, would you like to to tap out and I can, I can talk to people about the riverboats? What gives you the impression that I might need to tap out? Bailiff usually doesn't get them out of jail. Bailiff usually <laughs> puts them in jail. Can yeah. we just find Dan no, in contempt sit, and give him a Sit down, counselor. <laughs> okay. I got this. Um, I'm, I'm going to take a nap. Just, pre- just pretend this is in Dan's voice. Right. Uh, the Admiral Joe Fowler was the original uh, riverboat in the Rivers of America, um, and in 1980, it was receiving a makeover backstage. Um, an incident at the dry dock caused enough damage that the boat was scrapped. And um, and it was, uh, yeah, scrapped, destroyed. Um, at the same time, uh, the Richard F. Irvine, which was the other river boat in Walt Disney World. Kim yes, Irvine's there were- dad. Yes, in fact. <laughs> um, Kim Irvine, there we go. We've got our, our link for the episode. Um, the Richard F. Irvine uh, became the lone riverboat on on the waterway there, and uh, it remained that for quite some time. Sixteen years later, uh, Disney pulled the boat offline for another refurbishment and brought her back with the name the Liberty Bell, and she remains named the Liberty Bell today. Uh, the Bell um, can carry up to 450 passengers on each trip around the island, um, she also runs along a sunken I-beam, much like the Mark Twain. But all of these riverboats are seaworthy vessels. Uh, the Liberty Bell was able to show that off a few months ago when um, the Rivers of America had been closed since Walt Disney World reopened. And uh, they were re- basically giving the uh, the Bell another makeover backstage. And um, she was able to ride or 
go. What they don't say it's not mm-hmm. a sailboat. What it would it, it the boat the boat went. God, pull it together, um, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> it I don't floated. Know sea terms. <laughs> oh man. Now I Walt Disney definitely peed in the rivers of America. One hundred percent. Different yeah. ones. Different one, Asher. Want to see me make a muscle? <laughs> no, no, thank you, Asher. Um, but uh, yes, the uh, the the boat was able to it, to to not necessarily to prove this, but the uh, the dry docks at uh, Walt Disney World are across property. They're not on the rivers of America like they're at Disneyland. Um, they're much further backstage. So after the bell was done, she got to uh, travel through the um, the the Seven Seas Lagoon back to uh, the Magic Kingdom. So oh, they, you mean they, they like it is an actual boat? Sweet. They like piloted that thing across. Yeah, yeah. There was a cool video on Disney Parks blog a few months ago. Wow, very cool. Uh, yeah, so if you seven. keep up with my blogging, I wrote all about it on February 9th at Ears Up Podcast <laughs> blog. And- and that's seven points for the bell. Woohoo! Woo! I wanna be a laughing alligator. I wanna be a smiling crocodile. Look for the f- look close for the flags at the dock of the Rivers of America in Disneyland. They tell the story of America and its many flags, including the John Cabot flag, which was the first flag to fly over mainland America, the King's Colors flag that flew over America during 100 years of English colonization. The Grand Union flag, first raised in 1776 by George Washington. The Betsy Ross flag, that was one of the early designs of the flag, featuring 13 stars in a circle and 13 stripes. The Star-Spangled Banner features another earlier design with 15 stripes and 15 stars. And then the current American flag flies alongside the Disneyland flag. Six points for flags. Mark Twain. And of course, you, go ahead. Sorry, to give you an idea of just how little conversation there is about this, I literally just typed in Liberty Bell dock flags, and I got a ton of stuff about Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can Google. There you go. Google. Um, you can, of course, paddle your way around the rivers of America at Disneyland. Frontier men and women with, will be their guide, there to guide you and tell a yarn or two about their own adventures on the river on the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes. Which, by the way, if you haven't been on that, simply because you do have to... You know how, how lazy I am if you listen to this show. The canoes, yeah, this show in particular. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm tired. Falling apart. Yeah. Um, I work in the education industry. Okay. It's May. <laughs> Just do the math. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, one plus two. <laughs> um, plus two plus one. Uh, yeah. Plus so one plus two plus two. Y- y- you, if you listen to the show, you know how ambitious I am about things. Um, the canoes is one of my favorite rides. Like that's that should tell you a lot. Yeah, it like does. it's good point. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a solid ride. Yeah, and the only one you have to power yourself. Yep, it's a ride and, and it's an activity. Two more, two more things just to nail in this coffin. Um, Fantasmic. I don't know what coffin you're talking about. 
You can't miss the nighttime spectacular, especially since it's refurbishment this past couple of years. Find out more. Did you know that the show has been <laughs> delighting audiences since read the other, May? Read the, say the other stuff. I want to know what it was. <laughs> Did you know the show has been since 1992? The highlight of the show is when Mickey's imagination wins the day. Pay yep. close attention as the Mark Twain riverboat comes sailing by with all your Disney friends. You may just notice that Mickey is all black and white, paying homage to his early days as Steamboat Willie. And the final point about Walt Disney's Disneyland's Rivers of America, this is where you want to watch the fireworks. The Rivers of America in Disneyland is a great place to watch the fireworks, especially since they recently added projected images on cascading water to match the show. If you watch the early Fantasmic show, it's the perfect opportunity to stay where you are and watch the fireworks too. Mm, I disagree. I, I think you, if, if you're watching the first show, you get out so that the, um, the claim jumpers like myself can get in right away. And it's an it's an option to watch the fireworks there, and it works out fine because you know if you're seeing the second show, you get to see the fireworks, and yeah, they they make an effort. I disagree that it's like the place to see it, though. I think it's middle a of place Street. to see it. It's you couldn't watch it at <laughs> right. Magic Kingdom. You couldn't watch the fireworks show and get the same experience on the Rivers of America. No, sure. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. If we're talking about Do that they- comparison, then yes. Do they play the music at both places? Of course they do. Um, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> the fireworks mean like did, oh in for, oh in Disney yeah, yeah, for the Disney show World? yeah no, at Disney World so. yeah I don't think so. yeah I don't think so either yeah honestly I don't know why they would because it's kind of its own thing like they don't need to because you're not you're in a bigger place so you're not sitting there watching fireworks and going like why aren't they addressing that there's clearly fireworks right in front of us That's which they would need to do it they need to do that at Disneyland right cuz otherwise it's just like um we can see those fireworks like can we just be part of the show maybe <laughs> yeah which is a good um, move yeah so i i think the Disneyland Rivers of America may be the Supreme Rivers. Right. And if, you, if you're new to this show, I encourage you to listen to our Haunted Mansion episode. Oh, God. You might not Don't. like the, the result, but I put in so much research. And I it's did true. 25 not, pages. 25 pages. I, and in the, for that one, I did not pay my nephew to do my research for me. <laughs> like Jason does. Like, <laughs> which he did a fine job. Wow. I'm just. I'm, I'm telling Jason on you. Look. <laughs> Summer's coming. I'm going to be done with my job in the education industry for a couple months. You're going to get the old me back, whether you like that or not. Yeah, Sorry. we can't wait. It was, you know, it, I, I didn't do the research on the Disney World Rivers of America. And I'll be honest, I'm surprised that you picked what you did. You told me um, you, you picked it for me. <laughs> I'm sure I did. I don't remember. But the, the point is that. Disney World's Rivers of America is beautiful. It's sort of subdued and it's just there. It's not a feature. It's, it's kind of a supplement to I don't, Frontierland and to Liberty bar- Square. To kind of borrow from a podcast that we listen to and love, um, it's fine. The Rivers of America at the Magic Kingdom is it's fine. Um, yeah, but you know but what I mean? Here's my, here's my impression of it. So 
if you walk into New Orleans Square or Frontierland um, and you you go and you see the Rivers of America, it is a feature. Like you've got the island yes. and it's prominently featured. It's You're up high. It's down low. It's like you're in a theater and that's the stage. And granted, that's partly because of Fantasmic, but even before Fantasmic, it's just – it's a feature, the river, the river boats, the, the canoes, the, the kinetic energy, which, you know, Walt ultimately developed. It's, it's just in your face and it's beautiful. Whereas Disney World, it's a supplement to the land or, it, or maybe it's complementing the land. But when you walk around the corner, it's not just in your face. It's kind of, you're just, it's just there. And some of the cool stuff about it is there's a bunch of bridges and walkways that well, bypass all, the main road. It's all, it's all Tom Sawyer's Island stuff, which we've covered. Right. Yeah, and the, exactly. uh, there, the Tom Sawyer's Island there, I think is is far better yeah. uh, you know by well, maybe not far better but i i think it's 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 more interesting because of that like mysterious nature to it the river itself it's kind of just like okay well we're, we're building a, a second disneyland more or less um walt will haunt us violently if we don't have rivers of america like this has to be here so they also have one but the one at Disneyland is doing so much heavy lifting. It's like it's like the it's like the shift lead, you know, that also gets in and like scrubs the tables and like preps the food and stuff. Like it's doing so much work for two lands. And you 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 feel it. You don't maybe know that you feel it, but you feel it. Right. And what's interesting is the Rivers of America is in all of the magic kingdom parks, right? Mm -hmm. It's rivers of America in uh, Disneyland and Walt Disney world in uh, what is it in the, in Hong Kong, it's actually the jungle cruise, I believe. Yes. They tied it in. And I should have picked that one. In Disneyland (laughs) Paris, it's thunder mountain. That's it. Like there's nothing to do on it. That one. Um, Tokyo Disneyland. I think it's rivers of the far West. Maybe. Hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's interesting. They all kind of have a Rivers of America sort of homage. So anyway. Um, all right. Well, there you so have who, it, everybody. Who won? Who won? Um, I'm ready to make my ruling. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. I'll let, I'll, let you, I'll let you do it, Your Honor. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Your Honor. With a score of 84 points to 43. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Disneyland is the supreme resort. That's it's twice as good, is what I hear. It's twice as good. It's like someone was thinking. Not quite, not quite, not quite. My mom says Michael Eisner is a hot piece of man pie. Ooh. <laughs> that, that has nothing to do with the conversation, no. Asher. Well, you I know, know maybe. He's like 10 years old. I can't help it. He shares One a lot time of I swam yeah. all around the rivers of America. Ooh. They tried to catch me on the big boat, but it moves too slow. <laughs> no. And I went underwater. It was cool and real, <laughs> just like me. Well, okay, he, is, he is the strongest kid his doctor's ever seen. That's true. That's true. And he, he's got that he going for him. Breathe in too much of that green. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, all right. I think we have successfully recorded one of the shortest episodes of the Supreme Resort. <laughs> a show major that, feat. That what it will is. probably end up being an hour and a half long. <laughs> yeah. It's our shortest episode in a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, I think, you know, I don't know, Eric, do you have any other thoughts? No, I, I, I well, maybe, I don't know. Let me think. You don't I know expect if you, you to call uh-huh. me in, in, I see what in you class. did there. Haha, <laughs> stalling tactics. Um, I, yeah, I, I can pretty, I, I agree with what you two were saying. It really rivers of America at Walt Disney world is nice and it is there and they're, they're good views. I, I mean, I, I like that view of, of the mansion rising up, um, as you come around that, that river bend and no, it just um, stays there, Eric, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't rise up. It's Florida. It can't go down. Yeah. Eric, it's got an it's got an elevator. I think I swear. Eric's confused no. because of the utilidors, and I don't think he understands oh, yeah, how that works. Totally. Yeah. Water table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and by the way, um, I just want to say honestly, really, my my nephew did a fine job. Uh, there's just not a ton, and in in fact, he, we were we were texting each other, and um, <laughs> he's in college, so you know he knows how to research stuff. And I was like, look, I I don't know that there's even a page out there. He's like, but are you sure? I'm just like, honestly, I'm not paying because I think it's going to be hard. I just don't have the time. And if you if you got four pages, I would be shocked. He's like, yeah, I got about a page and a half, maybe two. Like, yep. <laughs> Bring it home, nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, nephew. Does the does the the honorable judge have have any more to add to her ruling? I think it's just one of those places in Disneyland that I just love to watch. I mean, the the river's so pretty, you get to see the steamboat. So I really do think it's an attraction and it was really cool to read the history and see how much Walt really touched the rivers of America. <laughs> um the one piece of trivia that I have that I didn't hear is that he actually put a silver dollar under each one of the masts of the Columbia. Oh. Isn't that cool? So still a guess that's cool. Two, two guests have drowned in the rivers oh. of America at Disneyland. Oh. In both oh, cases good. the guests were trying to traverse the river themselves instead of riding on the raft back to the shore. So is that a point for justice or a point for <laughs> the point? I'm, I'm trying to find we'll just stuff on. People. I'm trying to find stuff on Rivers of America in Florida, and I can't find any. Right? I. I, <laughs> I it's, look, I found plenty on the boats a few a few months ago, yeah. but yeah. not a lot on the rivers. Yeah. Well, anyway, again, right. it's it's not it's not a focal. I mean, it's a focal point in the sense that like it's big and you look at it, but. It's kind of just there, and there's so many other things to do, and they know that. So it's like, yeah, we could just have the river here. Yeah, I'll say it again. Disneyland's Rivers of America is a feature. Disney World's is a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and it's fine. It really is. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, so – that's it, everybody. We've determined that Disneyland's Rivers of America is the I want to make this episode longer. Rivers of America. <laughs> you can listen to our other shows. Listen to Ears Up, Ears Up In-Depth, uh-huh. Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. Oh, Scraping it's the Bantha Vault. Milk podcast these days. Bantha Milk podcast. Uh, Scraping the Vault is also a very fun show. Wait, so it, they don't banter? It's just they just drink no, milk just, and they, they just drink Bantha Milk all That's yeah. weird. That's really That's the weird. whole show. Okay. Well. Um, and uh, yeah, so in Scraping the Vault is a wonderful show. It's somewhat of an improv show. It's Dan and uh, 
uh, Audrey and I, where we go through the straight to video Disney sequels in order. Uh, <laughs> every episode gets more and more listeners. So it's, it's becoming more popular. Our cats episode, I believe is, well, maybe the Brady bunch episode is still the highest downloaded, but it's a great show. It's a lot of fun. We'll be doing a live episode probably this summer. And, uh, yeah. So tune into that. The latest episode was the hunchback Two, the secret of the bell mm-hmm. where, and uh, where you yeah. can hear Jimmy almost cry. Almost cry. Uh, it was a formative. The original Hunchback was a formative film. So tune into that to find out why. Uh, you can contact us at Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Dan at earsup-podcast.com. Oh, or Jay Hunt at concierge.com. That's mm. uh, E. Johnson at concierge.com. And Christiana Can at gmail.com. Contact us. Reach out to us. Listen. Just rate and review the show. If you like it, if you don't like it, don't say anything. But if you like it, <laughs> then, you know, just click a button. Give us some stars and then, you know, tell us what you like. We want to know. We have a lot of shows left, but we want to kind of know what else you wanted us to go. We're going to have to deviate from our regular versus structure to get everything in. Not unlike, never mind. Um And then, Mm -hmm. of course, Spectro Radio, Spectro Radio, Spectro underscore radio uh, at at, uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's SpectroRadio.us. There's a lot of great – if you like Disney parks, which if you're listening to this, you do. It's mostly Disney parks, Disney movie stuff. Tune in to that. Uh, Anything else? Oh, July 7th. You know, fan meetup. Let's get together. And then July 8th, we're going to be at Disneyland. So, yeah, come check it out. Anybody else have anything else to say? So Walt Disney definitely peed and uh, it's a small world as well. Yeah, like well after Asher all the kids left. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's a small world, not the. Oh, also, yeah. in addition to as soon as everyone left, it's, it was probably a thing for him. Yeah. Fresh baked. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, tune into our other shows. Right, just rate and review the show, please. It really, really helps. It's uh, it means a lot to us. We want to know how you feel. And in the meantime, Christy. Yes. Thanks for judging. Uh, thanks for letting me judge and give crazy points. It was super fun. Thanks, guys. Super fun, Eric. Thanks for bailiffing. Fresh bait. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Be good to each other. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Do you want? Do you want me to? <laughs> Please don't do that. Eric, am I loud enough? <laughs> Can you hear me? If we're gonna do the whole shoe like this, I'm gonna have to get a diaper. I need a. I need a noise gate that just turns Dan off. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can, can you mute him? that. <laughs> Sure can. Nice.
What was that? Star six. What star six? What was that again? Oh, it's how you get off mutant teams. I know because uh, I mute people all ooh. the time. Oh yeah, because it was star sixty nine that was the call back. Yeah, yes. that's what I was C1. thinking of. Yeah, yep. that was, yeah. I called people it's back. Sixty nine. <clears throat> oh, no. Sexy. Mm. I'm a mess. Hi yep. everybody. I'm a hot mess. Hang on. Sorry. Sorry. Stop. Writing it down. Collaborate and listen. I was What's just up? doing the same thing in my head. <laughs> no, you can get a book. I'm not video recording. Sorry, my wife was waving at me and I'm like, what's going on? I have no... I- <laughs> okay. Hi, Johnson. <laughs> Christy says hi. hi. Sorry to... Uh- <clears throat> and now the dog's barking, so that worked out well. <laughs> She's way more uh, important than a red ear slider. <laughs> 